I don't want to brag to you guys, but I could poorly play that song on guitar. Yep, it's kind of a big deal. Welcome to another episode of the Thick and Thin Podcast. As always, it's me, Anthony Cardoza. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. Woo! Excuse me one second. Ah, sorry, I'm drinking a rock star. Woo! So I'm officially addicted to sugar again. That's good. It's going good. Usually I'll have a half a soda with a dinner, like before the quarantine, for example. I like the carbonation. I like something sweet, carby for with my dinner. So I switched last year to Stevia's, the Stevia sodas. They have, you know, colas, cherry cola, cream soda. They have all the flavors. Tastes really similar. So I was doing that, keep my weight down. But since quarantine, we bought a box of sodas. I haven't done that in forever. So that's letting the uh, the lions and the sheep herd, or what is it called? <laughs> the gates open. Something, something's running in. So I started drinking a soda with my dinner. Then it was a big soda. Then it was two sodas. And I got up to three or four sodas. And I was like, oh, no, I got to start cutting back. And I get headaches in the middle of the night. I'll drink a soda and I'll, I'll go to sleep. So I know my body's just kind of dependent on it now. It's been so long. Ooh, it's crazy, though. I'm older now, so I could feel it. It, it makes me at uh, flex with my cardio a little bit. I get winded sometimes after I have a soda instead because I'm not drinking as much water. It's horrible. Horrible, I tell you. I was doing this master's class. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's If you look up master class on YouTube, it's uh, instructional sort of, uh, how do I say it? Whatever you're into. If you're into cooking, you could take a class with Gordon Ramsay. And it's in-depth. You get to know him. You get to know his background. Some of the courses have workbooks. So you could do it from your computer or you could watch it on um, a Roku TV. Samuel Jackson teaches acting classes. Steve Martin teaches comedy classes. Tom Morello plays uh, the guitar, teaches a, a guitar lesson. So lots of cool information out there. And since we're not doing too much, I want to enroll online to, uh, just, to, just to stay busy, keep my mind active. But the enrollment dates are a pain in the ass. I don't know how I'm going to do with that, so I did this instead, which is cool. It was like 180 bucks for 89 lessons or something like that. I gave the username and password to my brother, so he's using it. I'm using it. I feel like we're getting, you know, getting our money's worth at least. I took a course that was called um, Gangster Gardening. <laughs> it's this gentleman from South Central. What he did was start gardening boxes like for inner city youth. They should make a movie on that. <laughs> It'll be like uh, Dangerous Minds. Someone will play, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer. You gotta garden these tomatoes. Nah, fuck that teach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he talks about, you know, there's no community out there. So he started doing these garden boxes, brought the community together, gives people um, knowledge of how to eat healthy. What's good for them, you know, instead of putting fast food and all that kind of stuff in their body, because there's liquor stores everywhere and McDonald's everywhere, but fresh produce isn't available. So that's his sort of mission statement. He got boxes going all over the world, Detroit, that kind of stuff. So you take a course with him, and it's pretty cool. As far as exciting as, as gardening could be, he definitely makes it interesting. And he talks to you, you know, oh, this is, this is shit right here. You know, don't be afraid to get your hands dude. Like, he just talks... In a way where it keeps me on my toes and I can pay attention. Sometimes when you go by the book, it's not as in, uh, enthralling, if that makes any kind of sense to you guys. 
So I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I watched uh, The Last Kingdom came out on Sunday. So that was yesterday. Ten episodes. Each episode's about 50, 50 to 55 minutes, somewhere around there. I finished six episodes um, as of this morning. So there's three left, and I'm already getting anxiety about it being over. <laughs> I waited so long for the new season. And since we're on quarantine, I just started, I was like, I'll watch one a day for the next week. And then, or next 10 days. So that way I get, you know, could stretch it out a little bit, but I couldn't resist. I just, it, it's a good season too. So I started watching one, two, three, and then this morning I just put in some work. So <laughs> I'll figure out what's coming next after, I guess. So I had to give advice to a young lady. Well, I don't want to give too much away because it's her business. Uh, it's not my place to tell, but I'll tell you where I'm coming from. 16-year-old girl is in love. Big surprise, right? Raging hormones, not listening to anybody, not paying attention to consequences, thinks that she's going to get married and her life is already set. So everyone's telling her not to do this. This is what you got to do. Respect this person. Da, 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 da. And I guess it's not up to me, but uh, I'm going to have to do some work. And my whole take on this was, okay, so let me give you a quick, this is what I know. This guy cheated, right? Or this boy cheated. After that, he starts buying her things, starts doing this and that for her. And then now she doesn't hang out with any of her friends because he cheated with one of her friends. So now she's sort of isolated from her friends. Parents come into play or parent comes into play. Starts sort of turning against. Sounds like there's a little bit of drama going there. Um, you know, says some disrespectful things to the parent. So to me, as a man, I'm like, okay, this is classic control shit. He's, everything he's doing is control. One, he cheated. So he should be, you know, really uh, on his best behavior. But instead, he's sort of pulling her away from her friends so no one's in her ear saying this is fucked up that's wrong right when she goes to hang out with somebody like her family or something like that he says maybe we should break up that's a huge sign of control because he knows that somebody else is talking to you and he's worried he knows he's an idiot right knows he's a tool but she's obviously this is the love of all loves and she can't see that so my whole take on this is I'm going to try to educate her about men and that way, you know, cause if I sit here and be like, this guy's a fucking tool, I don't even know too much about the guy. I could just tell what he, what he's doing. Cause I was a young asshole once too. So for me, I'm just like, we need to train, we need, we need to teach her that what to look out for and what to spot. Cause it should be, Oh, this person's just trying to fuck me. This person just wants this. This person wants that. You know, it's everyone has motives. What's their motive? Is it a pure motive? It's a bad one? You know, are they, why are they doing this? That sort of thing. So, stressful. Super stressful. And hopefully that's the right thing to do. So, if it's not, I'm sure all you ladies out there have been through there before. Let me know what's a better alternative. Because <laughs> that's the best thing I could think of. Ugh. I'm a 90s kid. You know, so I'm thinking of... I also want to turn this into a bit, but, you know, the 90s were, I think it was a really good, a huge time for a lot of change. Obviously, I think every era is, but the 90s 
because I'm a 90s kid. That's when gangster rap was out. That's when 8 Mile came out. I think a lot of our behavior was influenced by movies, right? 8 Mile comes out, boom, we're all rap battling. I talked about it with uh, my buddy Frapplap on the first episode. Everywhere we went, someone was rapping. <laughs> he rolled the uh, uh, turn my snare up. You get in this circle. Yes, I rapped, and it was terrible. My voice is horrible as it is. Trying to rap and sound gangster, oh, God. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. And then Fast and Furious came out. Everybody's driving shitty Hondas. <laughs> Mufflers. Bah! And it's a four-cylinder going 20 down the street. Bah! <laughs> we walked to a party. And my buddy, he had like a Mustang. And he walked. He's a prude. He doesn't know too much about what's going on. So it's like one of his first parties. We walk up to this guy. Oh, this guy walks up to us with balloons. He's like, what's up, man? You want some Nas? And my friend's like, oh, no, my car can't handle that. And just walk, and the guy, <laughs> the guy just looked at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's how we should have all looked at it instead of thinking, no, dummy, you inhale this Nas balloon, and it knocks your brain out of place. You know what I mean? <laughs> it should have been like, what the hell? Well, why would we want to inhale Nas? But people did. I never did because... When I first saw it, my buddy, he took a hit of the Nas. I didn't even know what it was. I just saw him hit the Nas. He went down. Almost smacked his head. I sort of caught him. Not really. I mean, probably still hit his head. And I stood over him. I'll just say his name is Jordan. Oh, his name is Jordan. I won't say which one. <laughs> I was like, Jordan, Jordan. And I'm standing over him, like, holding his head because he's not there. Right? And he comes to. I remember his eyes were, like, shaky and kind of rolling behind his head. He comes to and locks eyes on me. And I'm like, oh, there he is. And he just socks me in the face. <laughs> I fell back like, what the fuck? But I was just more happy that he was okay. Because sometimes when you come out of that, the um, only thing I have to reference is I got put in anesthetics when I was like 15 to get my nose fixed after like the second time I broke it. Or I, might have even, I might have even been younger than that. But the doctor was talking to me. He's like, count down. Or he's talking to me about a vacation. He's like, tell me about your last vacation. I was like, oh, I went, and then all of a sudden I was out. So when I woke up, I didn't know where I was or what happened, and my reaction, I guess, to the anesthetic was to, to be violent. So I just started swinging. So the nurses and doctors are trying to restrain me, and they pinned me down, and I, the only thing, I guess, that was in front of me was the doctor's arm, so I reached up and bit his arm. Like, ah, 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 ah. I left a good mark on him. So when I actually came to, because that was sort of a – uh, I wasn't really there. I was still out of it like a dream. When I came to, I was completely strapped down to the bed. And I was looking at my mom, and I was like, what's going on? And then she's just like, it's okay. Stay calm. Stay calm. The doctor comes in like, like what's up, with his arms out to his side and that sort of Y formation. And I could see a red mark on his, his wrist. And that's where I guess I had bit him. So I just stay overnight for observation and... Every nurse that came in was just like, is it okay if I come in? Like, don't bite me. I was like, Mother. I was like, I was on drugs. Like, it's not my fault. <laughs> but that's what I imagine um, his state was probably at. You know, just co complete confusion. And it's probably that fight or flight thing. And his was to punch me in the face. So, good reaction, I say. But I'm trying to figure out how to turn that, like, 90s era in a bit. You know, because when we were kids, I felt like that's when a lot of stupid trends were set. Um, I mean, I guess every genre or every age has their own thing like now it's i guess it's kind of like rap and purple or rainbow hair and stuff like that and changing your sex or whatnot 
<laughs> whatever these crazy kids are doing. And, but I felt like ecstasy, like the rave scene hit in the nineties, um, Fast and Furious thing, the rap battling. There were so many big points when I was growing because I remember just being into huge different things every once in a while. So I guess it's like that now. But yeah, I, I probably just sound old as shit, huh? Just like <laughs> back in the day. Reckon not for 94. But yeah, I think we had some good interviews on the phone. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. <laughs> but I thought they went well. A lot of times when you're listening to a morning radio show or something like that and someone calls in, it's not as it's not as good, obviously, but it's definitely not bad. It's good that you still get to hear that person. But I think we did a good job of uh, communicating. I, I felt like I had it down the last the last uh, when I did it with my, my buddy Tony. Who's got that comedy show? If you guys follow him on Instagram, he's doing comedy shows still. Check it out. I'm gonna check it out on Friday, where a few of us are gonna get together. I think it's a buck or something like that. He said like you just pay um, donations, so we're gonna pay whatever and we're gonna enjoy the show. And then we had the fighters on. We had Jackie, Josh, Janet. I thought those were all great interviews. They're all great people. Um, I really like to get uh, me and Janet had a pretty good interview, a full interview. I'd like to get Jackie in here so we could like kind of talk and shoot the shit too. And same with Josh because I think Josh got a lot of great stories um, outside of Muay Thai as well as in the ring. So that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. It seems like the quarantine isn't really. Um, oh God! So this is embarrassing. I'm just gonna tell it, but uh, again, for their sake, I don't want to seem like I'm talking shit, but. This person and me used to be friends, and she had a uh, she had a kid and sort of was forced to be one of those you know Christians that's very judgmental and stuff like that. So every time I'd go see her to do, you know whatever, she would tell me, "Oh, you just need to change your life up. Yeah, you need, you do this." And, and I'm this bitch does not know me anymore, and I'm like, "Okay, do you not see how hard I'm working to change?" Like, yeah, I haven't done drugs in over a year. Um, I don't drink anymore. I'm not hanging out with the same people. I'm not doing most, everything I used to do, I don't do anymore. So what makes you think you know? But she still throws little judgments at me, and it pisses me off. But I don't say anything because she's doing me a favor. Not even doing me a favor. It's just we have to do something together. So I go in there, whatever. She annoys me, and I leave. And that kind of built up, built up. And then she posted something on her Instagram. And this is where I feel like a total dick because... Like I said, without other things to take my attention away, I'm starting to follow into trap, fall into traps. Like I was reading comments on um, someone's Instagram page. I never do that, but I'm just bored. And that's the poison. Everyone says don't do that. It's so true. And don't do it. I was so much happier when I didn't do it, and I had so much more faith in mankind when I didn't do it. <laughs> so she posts this whole conspiracy thing about how COVID isn't real. And how this is just an excuse and people just have jobs. That's why they're still, um, they're cool with quarantine and this and that. And, and I just, uh, I, I didn't mean to, but I basically was like, <laughs> and then she was like, what was that? And I was like, nothing, never mind. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, we know of two people that have died from it. Not directly, right? But one of the guys that lives here, his friend just died of it. So it is killing people, and it's a real thing. There was a study at UCLA that just came out that said maybe it's not as fatal as they thought, which is great, but it is killing people, and it's something serious, right? 
So I was like, just kind of in my head, I was like, it's super disrespectful that you said that. I didn't say it like that, but I kind of worded it a little bit differently. And then she said something like, oh, you could, well, then you don't have to follow my content. Just being like a dumb, a dummy, dumb fucking dummy. And I was like, and I just threw in a jab. I was like, you know what? You always act like you're fucking better than people and that you're this profound uh, religious personnel, but like you're not. You should stop being so fucking judgmental. And stop throwing your life around like you know what the fuck you're doing. Because we all know you're not kind of thing. And I just went bloop. And I blocked her. <laughs> and I felt great about it. <laughs> I blocked about six people last week. I was just like, wow. Everyone has a right to their opinion, right? And a couple of my friends are, are doing stupid shit. Like not staying home. Like, oh, you know, fuck this, fuck that. I'm just like, Really? But again, that's a couple people out of 800 people I have on my feed. You know, like, so it's really just a couple people that are being douches. And if it was someone I really got along with, I would just overlook it. Like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> I think it was just the relationship had built up to that point. And I feel like a dick. I felt like a douche about it for a couple of days. You know, I'm like, good. Yeah, fuck her. And then afterwards, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Why did I have to say something? Because... I'm not going to change their opinion. They're not going to change my opinion. Why did I have to do that? This is the moment of weakness. And I was like, fuck this broad. <laughs> that kind of thing. And I got all. <sighs> but, you know, it is what it is. I'm just hoping that I can keep staying positive. So I'm going to stop looking at Instagram for a while. I'll go in there and do what I have to do if I'm going to post something or. Why not? I'll do it like that. But I don't want to get sucked into this thing where I'm going down a rabbit hole. Because, uh, yeah, it's fucked up. You know, I don't like when people go on there and bark their beliefs at me if I'm thinking something like that. I just, you know, it offended me. So I said something and uh, it escalated to something that didn't need to be done. So, woo, that's the kind of stuff that I can imagine if you're constantly commenting and, and oh, well, you shouldn't say this, you shouldn't say that. I can imagine how exhausting that must be. <laughs> really, it's just so much easier to be like, yeah. Whatever, she has a different opinion than me, you know? Because I'm sure she looks at me like I'm a douchebag. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. I hope uh, that you guys enjoyed this podcast pretty soon. Next week, um, well, let's see what happens on the 15th, right? If quarantine's over, boom, we got a, a great lineup coming at you guys. We have another therapist coming on. We have a... Um, an ex-prisoner that we're going to bring on, uh, a homicide detective that wants to talk, a couple more comics, uh, different stuff like that. I've been hit up by a lot of people, and I love it, guys. Um, so if you guys have any questions, comments, hit me up. Other than that, I'll see you guys next week. All right, guys, take care. Peace out.